right, Mots, we are back. Episode 117 of the Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. Mots, I, uh, I really hey, let's just say you. you're, yeah. you're back, brother. I am back. I am back. Uh, I really appreciate you picking up the slack for me last <laughs> week, but that was it was painful. Hey, you know, it's very uh, tough shoes to fill, but um, you know, that's what good teammates do. They step up sometimes when there's an injury, you know, there's opportunity, right? So you have to step up and fill another role. Um, exactly. The people are like happen. chirping. They're like, "By you're out of the you're out of the hot seat, dude." <laughs> See you later. We're good with just moths. Yeah, we're good no, with just moths. One man team. One man mm-hmm. team. Solo mission. Um, no, it was good. I like I said, I appreciate it. I don't know what was going on with the voice. Like I said, um, yeah, it was like just one of those things. But the voice was gone, so yeah. Well, I mean, you sound better now, and. My no, kids were psyched. They were like, Dad, you haven't been yelling at us around the house. I'm like, yeah, because I can't. Well, that's the thing. And then, you know, we had our D camp. Uh, yes. On Monday night, started off great uh, two sessions there. Um, you know, so talking was tough for you, but, you know, you're able to uh, voice your opinion on a few things when kids weren't turning in the right way, pivoting towards the benches. So you still had it, even though um, – you know, the voice was a little. Yeah, there's a couple tap. things that 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 irked me, but it it came back by Monday by la- by yeah by Monday of this week it was starting to come back, and I was starting to you know I I couldn't be on the ice there and not have the voice carry, especially yeah. with 30 kids on the ice with us. No, it was good. Yeah, it was good first uh, turnout for the uh, D skills that we got going, and it's so fun to do because again, like I talked to a bunch of people about it, it's like situational tendencies, and we're able to get some reps and things that uh, defensemen see consistently. So, you know, when they are engaged and there's a bunch of really, really good uh, listeners out there, let's just put it that way. We, uh, we That's one thing that we we really stress, pay attention to the details of drills, listen, and then do it, you know, execute to your best ability. And I thought it went really well. So looking forward to the next seven weeks. Yeah, keep it rolling. And obviously there's still room down at the, uh, what is it, the Tony Kent Arena? Yep. Yep. which we're going to be starting up in a few weeks down on uh, on Thursday night. So if you're in that area, definitely hit us up. Log on to uh, theringshrinks.com for those details. Obviously, we love doing these things and giving back to the youth and being out there, you know, working on a, a skating, pivoting, walking the blue lines, breakout passes, all that great stuff. Yeah. Like, again, situational tendencies that sometimes, like, even as, you know, you as a coach, you know, you have some – different time slots or whatever. But as coaches, a lot of times you can't break off and you can't work on the, the things that really matter because you, you're dealing with the whole group. And I think it's very important to uh, kind of like dial in on some of these things that are consistently seen throughout the game. 100%. Anything uh, new in the motto house world, household in the world of sports? Uh, you know, we had tryouts over the weekend. Um you know, it's, it's oh, yeah, you cool. guys start late because of the, the states and nationals have to be wrapped up, right? Yeah, so it was um, it was really good, you know, to see. The one thing that I think, you know, parents should, should hear, you know, tryouts are, can be a stressful time. We talked about this. You know, my daughter was going through it, and she, um, you know, she was nervous going into tryouts. But also, you think about coaches that, like, look for players throughout the season right mm-hmm. so it's tryouts are like you know this one time where you can shine and, and make an impression 
But if you're playing well throughout the season and, you know, there's coaches that are kind of in tune to who's coming through, they're going to see, you know, consistency. The whole body of work. Yeah, and I think that's important to know too because, like, tryouts can be crazy. You know, like you could have a bad tryout and think that you don't make it or a coach has been watching and you've had a good year, you know, as a player and, you know, parents shouldn't, you know, over overthink the – say bad tryout where like they do take that into account. So I just think that's very important for people to know. And, um, you know, some of the girls that uh, were out there, um, you know, kind of benefited from that. And it was, it was good to hear because like the coaching staff at the next age group really did, you know, take the time to like watch some of the games of the girls coming through. So it was good on them. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big point you bring up, Mots, because I've gotten a lot of questions about it too. And the same can be said in terms of, you know, like coaches thinking the grass is greener with another kid, another kid from another team, whether, you know, they have watched a player all season long and they, you know, they, they know that they're, they're basically their pros and their cons, right? What they do well, what they maybe need improvement on, uh, which obviously at this younger age, everybody needs improvement on. But you know, you see some guys and they make rash decisions at tryouts where a new kid comes in, maybe he's got some, you know, bright, shiny, um, you know, gear on and he's like, oh, wow, this kid's really good, really good. But then you like, you really don't know how that player is going to be in the course of a, you know, 40, 50, 60 game season like some of these groups are playing. Yeah, I think that's important for coaches who are listening a hundred percent. Cause yeah. I get that. I've gotten that question a ton this year. Like just talking to people like, Oh, this kid just showed up and it's like, well, you know, but what do you really have? Like, you, you know, he might've looked good and whatever, a cross ice game. And then a full ice scrimmage where you're evaluating him for five shifts, right. Against, you know, coach in the middle of the ice, kind of throwing a puck out on a change of possession and can be a little bit madness. Right. Yeah, and that's the one thing that is important. You know, we talk about, you know, parents and players thinking about the grass is always green and jump to another program or whatnot. But, you know, if you can retain and continue to work, yes, you do get, you know, a little bias towards certain players, whether it be good or bad. Um, But more often than not, if you can work through some of the, say, negative stuff of a player and and you retain them and, and continue to work, um, on the development, it's it's more because you know the person, you know the family, you know the player, um, right? Instead of kind of starting over, you know that's not all cases, but yeah, there's it, always going to be one or two changes, right? I think yeah. in my eyes, like there's always going to be a couple, um, you know, interchangeable spots, but you know, I I think those those teams that go for those massive overhauls every year, it's it doesn't always work out. It's like, oh, I got these six or seven or eight kids coming in. It's like, whoa, like that's a you get your work cut out for you. Yeah. And that's the one thing that is very important to understand what you have versus, you know, just replacing. And mm-hmm. with the girls level, it's, you know, every two years. So it's a little different than the boys where it's right. Um birth year appropriate. But so, like, you do have a little turnover with, you know, some kids coming in and, like, you kind of – it is a little different dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's important, especially on the girls' side, to see who's coming up, who's staying, who can move up from, like, say, the the Tier 2 level to the top team or whatnot. Like, so there is a little bit of a, um, you know, a little bit more juggling from year to year uh, to 
you know, kind of construct your team. And there's a little, uh, there's a few more variables. Let's just put it that way. Right. So how they go overall. I know we yeah, uh, back you know, and forth a few times. She, yeah. She, she made the team that she was hoping to. And um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, she was pumped. Right. So that's great. But she great deserved work, it. Yeah. Yeah. But Brookie cookie, you know, Brookie cookie stepped it up and you rewarded her with the, uh, it was ladies night at the Bruins. Was that uh Tuesday night's Bruins game versus uh, Washington? Yeah. Washington. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Ladies night. And they're like, dad, you're not a lady. I'm like, I am tonight. You know, just, just getting, getting after it, going to the bees, went to a, a nice dinner at Luca. So thank you. Wow. Uh, huh? Yeah. Maddie Williams, the owner of Luca and uh, the North end in Rockland. He's uh he's a super guy. T- took the girls into an early dinner and then, made it into the game and they were extremely excited and engaged. It was, a, it was a lot of fun, you know, and again, the Bruins, the way they're playing, it's so great. Um, you know, they set the all time points record. I don't know if there's an asterisk or not. I didn't even look, but it's in, uh, I think it's like one or maybe two, no one extra game than what the Canadians did in like 77. Right. And so either way, it's the most points that it's ever been. Either way, it's and, stupid, impressive what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. It's and how I mean, speaking of ladies' night, too, the wifey. I mean, she was probably the biggest winner of the night because she probably had a empty house or just you know, home with just rye watching Netflix with the fireplace on, just like you should do this every night, Mike. Yeah, so I guess rye. I just talked to court and she was like, Yeah, rye um, decided to go to his girlfriend, so I was like, Solo. You know, I was like, hey, we could scalp a ticket for you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she wasn't having it. And, uh, yeah, enjoyed the the quiet night at home. But overall, I told her maybe, maybe a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a playoff game. It's so fun because, uh, you know, we went to the game and left. And, you know, it's a, a little traffic getting out of there and whatnot. And, you know, a little ride home. And so we went around the, the truck. Each, each uh, you know, girl had a uh, song that we could pull up on the uh, – on the radio nice. the, the ride went by quickly. you had the ox cord going yeah. <laughs> so uh you know i put on mr Brightsides when it was my turn and oh, like, yeah. how do you know this song i'm like are you serious this was like out before you guys were born yeah <laughs> it's like, so it was a lot of fun it made the ride go by uh quick and got back uh got to bed and but it was overall a great night i had a lot of fun with the girls Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Speaking of uh, girls, I meant to I, – oh, last week I was just like I, I couldn't speak, but I was so impressed by the girl, uh, Caitlin Clark. I was watching some of the women's Final Four in hoop, and uh, did you catch any of that at all? She's at, she played for Iowa, right. obviously like underdog story, and they ended up losing in the national championship to LSU, which was obviously a wagon of a team, but super impressive. And, I, I you know, I saw a couple quotes that she grew up where she played – um, you know, she played in the all boys leagues and things like that. So I just thought it was, you know, I really liked her story and the competitiveness and, and everything that she did. She had, you know, had a great way about her and loved her, uh, her compete level. I was watching the semifinal game with my niece who plays hoop at there. And she was like all into, you know, the, the Caitlin Clark and everything. So I'm like, it's great stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at her compete and, you know, she was unguardable really. You know, yeah. at times, and she just, uh, you know, then you, you saw like some of the stuff that came up in the in the national championship game, you know, like the taunting, oh yeah, and whatnot. But I mean, if you're a competitor and you want to win, there is that edge, right? That we always talk about that 
burning desire, you know, to be the best you can be. And she definitely has that, you know, kind of attribute as an athlete. And, you know, to see it on display with the underdog team from Iowa and having, uh, you know, all the, you know, the LSU, like the the bright, shiny lights and the nice outfits from the coaches, which are a joke in my opinion. Oh, my God. It's like just – it's a show. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, like – Talk about just – making it about themselves a little bit right and i I actually we forgot to bring it up but i actually was listening to chicklets and wit brought it up because i sent him the text i think i sent it to you too but it it reminded me like you know so those coaches were like they had to be the forefront you know front and center here's my flashy outfit and it was like it wasn't about the team you know what i mean and and the text that i sent you and and to wit and those guys was like you look at Jay Pandolfo when they qualified for the national championship. Like he's in the background. Like you could barely even see his, you know, yeah. balding head. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he's like, because it's not about him. It's about the, you know, all the the players and the group and everything that that they accomplished. Like it has, you know, obviously him being the coach, you know, we know that that had a lot to do with it. But like, it's not about him. He's not front and center holding the stupid ticket punch thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it just ugh. Well, it goes back to character and, you know, what's what's the most important thing? And it's about the players and get, putting them in the right spots to succeed, and that's what he does. And, you know, we've had him on, and you know what type of person he is and what type of, oh, yeah. you know, player he was and what type of coach he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just, like, two, like, real – like differing examples. It would be of, pretty cool to see Pando in like some, you know, like a, like a Ric Flair type outfit or something yeah. next year on the bench. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit him up, see if he uh, he'll go for it. <laughs> exactly. Not a chance, but yeah. uh, speaking of colleges, though, it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, the national tournament took place last weekend. I'm sure you caught up on a bunch of those or, or on those games. Um, but, you know, tough to see BU go down to Minnesota and then a great battle between Michigan and uh, Quinnipiac. Obviously, Quinnipiac and Minnesota matching up in the finals, which was, you know, you know Quinnipiac was a bit of that underdog story right against the high, flashy, um, you know, Michigan's Minnesota, pretty high-powered, um, you know, a lot of high, high-end kids, high-end draft picks, national development team, you know, Team Canada, you name it, Team USA, and um, – you know, they, the Quinnipiac group did a, uh, a hell of a job. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you would call them an underdog relative to Minnesota, but, you know, they were consistently ranked in the top five throughout the, the year. And right. And that, that just goes back to, you know, the job that Coach Rand Pecknell has done. Yeah. Right? And, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, being the underdog, but he, he just he has such a structure. He – you know, requires his players to play a certain way. Some of the players are older. There was like, I don't know, like five to. I think they had at least 598 birth years on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth year. And like they stayed because of it. You know, Rod Brendamore's son could have left. He stayed. Yeah. Real big, um, you know, X factor on that, uh, on that team, like face offs and doing the little things correctly. And yeah, I wonder local, where he learned it from. Yeah. Local kid, uh, Colin Graff. Mm-hmm. Uh, scored the uh, t- game tying goal, which is was great. Like he has done a ton uh, of. We're gonna skill we're work. gonna hopefully have him uh, on coming up here in the next uh, in the next week or so. Oh, good, yeah. Up. Yeah, I was uh, I was trading some messages with him, and he's uh, they're obviously pretty busy right now. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll call it that. Yeah, and uh, but hopefully uh, we can get him on in in the next week or so. 
Yeah, my buddy Blake Belfay, who I went to college with, great player himself, has mm-hmm. uh, worked with him over the last, you know, six years, and he's just been, you know, talking to me about him. Uh, great, great kid, wants to be the best that he can be, and works at it. So it was good to see him have that success. But going back to Ram Pecknold, you know, taking that program to you know, from D two to a D one, like legit powerhouse, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you know, um, kind of attaining the the ultimate goal and winning the national championship. I shot him a text, and you know, he he should be proud of you know the the pride he takes in his craft and in the the work that he's put in and the kind of like the stick to itiveness of of seeing it through. So, king, big congrats to Quinnipiac University, the Bobcats winning the national championship, and uh, definitely to Rand Pecknold and all his hard work. Yeah, no, it was great stuff. And obviously I saw a tweet that was pretty cool, but take a moment to appreciate Rand Pecknall rented out rinks at odd hours of the evening for practice in the 90s, took the program from D2 to D1 powerhouse. Uh, after 29 years of work, he finally ascended to the mountaintop. No one is more deserving. So similar to what you said, Mott, but uh, that's really good stuff. And I really like this uh, this quote from Zach Metza that we uh, that we put out there, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of read it quickly for some of you um, older listeners that aren't on the gram, but uh, from Zach Met- Metza, believe in yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's got their own path, their own journey. Some guys bloom later than others. Like me, for instance, I started at Quinnipiac. I wasn't in the lineup. I was battling just to get ice time, and I was always raised right. I was always told just to keep your, keep my head down keep working and stay in your lane. And that's what I did. So my advice to young player who wants to be in this position is just work in the dark, in silence. Don't, don't need to show it off on social media and all that. Just put it, just put in the work every day, be consistent with it and don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's on their own path. So that that's like, dude, that's Real. everything we talk about yeah. like all the time. Yeah, and you know, number one, I think he's a really great player. He was a great player for them. You know, even last year when I was doing some of the, um, you know, on the telecast, I you know highlighted him a couple times about just decision making, compete mm-hmm. right in the right areas. But that um, that quote encap- encapsulates everything, really. You know, everything. work in the dark. Do not, you know, kind of like put it out there. Just do your job, really. I, you know, owning your own development is what it really is. Yeah. And everyone, we talk about it a lot, but everyone kind of develops at the different times and, you know, just stay the course and you'll end up where you, you know, want to be and deserve to be. Um, right. And when you put and the national in. champion, which wow. is like the, so, the, cool. so cool, so cool. So great stuff. And like I said, I, uh, we got, we, we might have a, a, a duo of guys coming on from the uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats uh, in the near future here. So we'll, we'll get uh, Rand as well. I'll give him a buzz. Yeah, give him a buzz. I know he was on Chicklets this um oh, was this he? week as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. I wasn't able to uh to listen to it, but I'm sure he uh he did a great job and those guys did a really good job with him. I'm sure I, I'm looking forward to uh catching up on that. Uh but Mott, so let's get into the mailbag. Before we do so, this mailbag is brought to you by Sparks, the at-home or on the road skate shopping machine. Head to sparkshockey.com and use BY Mots for $50 off your Spark Shopper. Sparks is the at-home sharpener or on the road. You know, we see it in the back of trucks, things like that, that will never fail. Sparks, the gifts that keeps on giving for hockey players and parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. 
with Sparks, you can get an accurate sharpening every single time. Again, head to sparkshockey.com and order your machine today. Um, Mods, we've talked about bringing people together and teams and things like that, but it was great to see in the past week the collaboration between Sparks and TSR Hockey. Right, I, I just saw a post today that you can buy wheels and things like that, Sparks wheels up at TSR Hockey. So it's pretty cool to see like two of our main sponsors, guys that have been with us for a long time now, uh, you know, coming together and getting some some work done. I think it's great. You know, everyone benefits from, you know, good people, number one, um, yep. you know, with, with great service and a great, you know, product. So that's great. Like I, when I saw that, I was, I was really pumped and, you know, we really had nothing to do with it other than, you know, two good, good guys getting together and, and kind of helping each other out and uh, helping the, the hockey community out. So, yeah. And, and by the way, after our uh, Monday night session, you know, my son Ryan there was on the ice and, you know, this was one thing. He's like, "Hey, can I get a whistle?" And we're like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> you, 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 you haven't even graduated to like, you know, ru- you're running a station, but you know, yeah, the, the you're, zero, still, you're, you're still got training wheels on, kid. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah. So can you got I home. get a whistle? How about picking the pucks up, right guy, without us yelling at you? Yeah, then we'll get she- you a whistle. Like the worst when you're shooting pucks when the machine's coming on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, so, let me let me yell at my 11 year old to pick up the pucks too yeah. before you do. So, uh, yeah, we got home and he's like, oh, yeah, my my skits are a little, um, you know, dull or whatever. So, you know, I'm just buzzing around the house when we got back and I hear the machine going. So he went down and was able to pop them on the Sparks. and uh, he'll be ready to go next week. Hopefully, yeah. maybe maybe we'll have him demonstrate. See if he falls. Yeah, well, we want the kids to learn how to do it right, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, uh, that was too easy. But yeah, I actually was thinking the same thing. As soon as I started demoing a couple drills, especially you know backward skating, pivoting, things like that, I'm like, uh oh, time to hit the box machine for yeah. for old BY here. Nice. Can't be falling down, blowing a tire in front of the kids. Uh, no. Which it, it does happen. It does happen. But yeah. all right, let's get into the mailbag. Um, All right. Hey, guys, I've been listening for a while. You've been really helpful with the insight. I realize I'm probably screwed here and not going to and and you're not going to have an answer in time for me. But maybe you can help another coach avoid avoid my situation. I'm a new head coach for one of the teams and we have only 21 kids trying out. There are obvious skill gaps and not enough to make two teams with the lack of programs in the area. Anyone that gets cut is probably not playing hockey again. I have potential options, practice players, playing in two leagues of different levels and focusing with appropriately skilled players, etc. It has caused more contention than I would have expected. Um, any tips or ideas? Also, am I crazy and alone in wanting a full roster as possible when you're 13 or 14 playing 70-ish games a year uh, from a new coach in need? Well, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult when you don't have the full participation and there's the the gaps. So, yeah, I, I would say you could make, you know, one solid team. But at 13, 14, yeah, you do. If you're playing that many games, you need a full roster. You know, yeah, somebody you might get hurt. But then also, like, you can supplement those kind of like not lower tier, but like that next level in practice. So then you have a full complement of players so you can run – you know, different drills and you can have compete and, you know, there's, there's a lot that can be 
accomplished through having more players in practice. Um, but I, I don't mind that idea of like having maybe a, you know, like a second team, let's just say, to get games and keep kids involved. Right. If it's a lower level, that's very tough, though. I mean, to mm-hmm. coordinate the whole situation, but I think you're on the right track. But I, I, yeah, I would say a full roster is, you know, out of 21 kids, you can't have 21 kids at that age, but, you know, 15, you know, so like I would say at 13, 14, especially in this scenario, like you could potentially have four lines, 60, possibly seven, um, and then a couple goalies, right? So, like, it's tough to cut kids, obviously, and and and. I mean, you're up around 18, 20 players, then right there. Yeah, right there is about twenty. Yeah, you know, and, and again, you like have if, four and six is eighteen, right? Is you know my math for you? Yeah, no, but if um, you if you think about it though, if the kids aren't deserving to play at the highest level, and you have them as practice players, that's that's good, and then you can supplement with some games, like try and grab, you know, some some scrimmages for that for that group enough with maybe, you know, a portion of your roster. It, it is a balancing act though. I don't know mm-hmm. where uh, new coach in need is from, but um, it just sounds like from the area, you <laughs> got to have in need. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you, you're trying to do the best with the, with what you got, but ultimately you could, you could roster a pretty full team with some of those, you know, lesser kids just being there for trial and for our practice. Right. And at that age, especially when checking starts, you're going to face injuries, you're going to face sicknesses, different things like that. So, you know, a bit on the heavier end is definitely not going to, going to kill you. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Well, good luck with that. No, yeah. No let us know. How she and, out. Uh, and obviously there's, there's, there's definitely going to be somebody <clears throat> along the road here that's going to have similar issues. So good question. Uh, this one here. I grew up in New England, and the accents and humor take me back every week. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, we are in a small town with a great hockey community. My son's U14 team played in their home tournament recently. <clears throat> Excuse me. The nearest competition is two and a half hours away, so the home tournament is a big deal. It's a rare opportunity for friends and family to watch. Friday night headline event was well attended with probably 200 spectators. The kids come out. Strong up five, uh, nothing at the end of the first. The game then got very chippy with a load of penalties on both sides. Old assistant coach is fired up and constantly jarring at the ref. Um, at one point, when the opposing team coach went on the ice to attend to an injured player and on the way back to the bench, started talking to the ref. Uh, OSAC jumped on the oh, ice. I think that's old school assistant coach, yeah. Yeah, old old school. Yeah, OSAC jumped on the ice and jogged over to say, "Should I be a part of this?" Another point: the OSAC's kid gets a two and a ten and is laying on the floor in the penalty box. Dan leans around the glass to yell at him. As penalties pile up, it's getting it gets embarrassing to watch. There's even an unsportsmanlike for tapping the stick on the ice when the opposing team got a penalty. The game ends in a 5-5 tie, and OSAC's kid gets a roughing after the whistle with 1.5 seconds remaining. Game ends with two players on our team getting game misconducts and having to sit the game. Next game, OSAC's son for four penalties. That's like a, that's a USA hockey rule, right? Yeah, yeah. Both head coaches also get game misconducts and have to sit the next game for more than 12 team penalties. 
is a, a a mess, right? This is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so is this normal? Uh, I know these kids are just figuring out the boundaries and can end up taking a lot of penalties. Our director says that the calls weren't great. You don't want to coach the gritty out of the kids and make them afraid to play physical. So no cause for concern. It's hockey. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think kids can learn to respect the game, the officials, and their opponents while still playing a hard physical game. What do you think? How do you get a game like this under control when you're on the bench? Thanks for taking my letter. Keep up the great content. Well, I'll, I'll start this off, Mott. Uh Old school assistant coach seems like a lunatic, and his kid's a, a, a major problem. Um at least from what I gathered right now. And uh, this made me think of an event. I don't know if it was myself or my brother, but I think it was a prep school game or whatever. And let's just say it was me. I think it was me. But my Uncle Paul, who went went to a lot of games and things like that, um, you know, and, and that's what, like, spectators and things like that, you know, getting family to watch. They, you know, I was fortunate enough to have those people around. My father and his brothers would would come to a lot of the games. But I remember going to this one game in particular. I I, I took a couple penalties, and I know my brother did the same thing. But I remember my uncle Paul grabbing me after the game. He's like, "Listen, kid, if I I didn't come to this beeping game to watch you sit in the penalty box, like cut the sh- you know what, and like you know." play the game of hockey. I came here to watch you on the ice. And like, you know, these kids, you're letting your families down. Like you got people there, there's 200 plus people there and they come to watch a circus. Like that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? From, so, uh, you know, that's just what it, it popped into my head. But the, the, the other piece of this is like, as a coach, as the head coach, you got to take charge of your bench. Like you got to, you know, whether it's call a timeout, you know, talk to talk to your team. The next kid that takes a, a stupid penalty that's not a hustle type play or something like that. Kids jarring at the refs. If if your kids are banging on the ice when other kids are getting penalties and things like that, that's like just completely disrespectful and classless. Like you as the head coach gotta take charge and and cut that crap off. You know what I mean? And and it's like if it means taking charge, these kids are 14 years old and sitting them down then that's what they do that's what you have to do like you've got to sometimes be that 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 big voice of reason and tell people to cut the shit yeah i i think you're you nailed it um but to like really dig in yes you can respect the game officials and opponents while still playing a hard physical game i always look to you know a reference zach parisi a lot he played the game so hard but yet he was clean. I mean, it was just he was just he a pain to play against. But even when he was getting, you know, like a cross check in the arm and the low back or whatever, like he still played hard. And he he did that from when he was younger. He was right. he's a respectful number one person. But he respects the game. He loves the game. Respects the officials. Um, you know, wants to play extremely hard against opponents. But it's a hard physical game. So he's like a perfect example. You know, and and his father was a was a longtime NHLer who had a unbelievable infamous snap show on a referee right. during a during well, a it was Canada a fake, Cup game. A fake snap show. Yeah, it was a fake snap show. But his father then was a coach. His father coached, you know, youth hockey, coached at Shattuck St. Mary's. Like yeah. so that's who we learned from. Right. So yes, yeah, so like when you when you talk about being the the, the coach in 
control of a bench. That's the most important thing. You're the coach. You're the adult. You're the authority. If you start letting the game dictate the demeanor of the players, then you're not doing your job. Right. So right. that's the one bottom thing line. That, yeah, that's that's your job, really. And yes, it's an emotional game, and sometimes you know coaches can get a little unruly at times. But ultimately, it is about you know guiding the kids correctly, like not too high, not too low. We always talk about. You don't overreact to certain things, even though you inside might be going bananas. You just want to make sure that you have a nice, fair, um, you know, kind of like even demeanor. And I think that rubs off and like the the kids can feel that because if you start getting a little, you know, squirrely, the kids get squirrely and it's just it's just natural. So, yes, I think. And if OSAC is not going to play under the same rules that the head coach is dictating, Unfortunately, you have to make the decision as the coach to control your bench and say, "Hey, listen, old school, like you gotta go." Yeah, like yeah. you gotta just, go. Yeah, because clearly, his kids falling under the same, you yeah. know, the tendencies that 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 the father's doing. You know what I mean? He's got four penalties, acting like a lunatic. Yeah, and the director is isn't like wrong when saying, like, say some of those calls were maybe marginal or whatever, but. Um, you know, you don't want to make them afraid to play physical if they get penalties that, you know, if they're playing the game the right way and they're playing physical and it's up to the refs to kind of manage that as long as you're playing the game the right way. And yes, that, that is kind of one way that you can kind of justify it. But if it's a bunch of this nonsense that was going on, there's, there's absolutely no room for that. Right. And, um, um Parisi's dad, that was in the Summit Series. I made a mistake there, but he was playing for Canada, right? No, yeah, you're. It, it was. It that wasn't was a, far off. Yeah, what did you say? I think I said Canada Cup. Or, well, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's close. Alan corrected me. <laughs> uh, Alan knows. Yeah, that, that, Alan that, knows. Yeah, the the fake slash. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Good. Another good one, though. Uh, let's go on to the next one here. Am I the a-hole parent? I love when questions start like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you uh, never know. Hey, read on. No, I know, I know, I know. Well, if you're starting it out this way, I want to hear the other side of whatever story it is. You know? Yeah, it's like, when, when, hey, I don't mean to uh, bother you, but, like that but, but yeah. <laughs> and then half hour later. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I'm a good guy. Oh, oh you're a whoa, good guy? whoa, whoa. I, who said oh. you weren't? Yeah, who said you weren't? Like, I love people that start off the call. I'm a good guy. Oh, nobody said you weren't. Oh, the other uh, the other one is, hey, true story. Are you going to tell me a lie? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, no word of a lie. Oh, I can do, do that all day. My son, all right. Am I am I the a hole parent? Um, my son, my son started playing with a new U thirteen AAA this AAA team this season. Before the season started, we lost our coach who took a pro job. The organization scrambled to replace him with a coach we were assured was definitely qualified to coach the team. After multiple issues with the parents, including starting starting a profanity-laced argument with a parent in front of an open locker room full of kids and the opposing team's coaches getting into multiple heated arguments 
with other parents in the parking lots, as well as belittling and insulting some of the players on the bench and in the locker room. Nothing was done other than promising to have a talk with the coach. Fast forward to the last couple weeks of the season, full of this, he accidentally sends a text message to a parent with a degrading insult of the parent's child. A few of the kids spoke up about more things the coach said and did. These new things were brought to the attention of the administration of the team. There were numerous safe sport violations, including showing explicit photos from his phone, which was acknowledged to be which was acknowledged to be known, as well as the fact that the coach did not uh, did not seem to be certified with USA Hockey. The administration, the administrator, admitted. The coach was redlined and with all this still allowed the coach to be on the bench and in the locker room with um, when they had ample time and opportunity to ask him to step away for the final games, trying to figure out why it seemed our coach had never been a USA Hockey certified coach. I inquired about the certification with USA Hockey. I didn't file a complaint, mention any names except for the coach or report any violations simply asked about the certification, but in the process may have gotten the admin individual um, who had done nothing to try to help my kids develop in the organization in deep trouble. Was I wrong in this situation? Am I the bad guy here? Am I the a-hole? Well, it sounds like the coach is the a-hole number one. Yeah. Um, Well, this is just an absolute, you know, debacle of, just a disaster. It's a disaster. I mean, like, number one, to be a coach, you need to be certified, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it does go back to the organization and the admin who kind of swept it under the rug because they were under kind of like the gun to get someone on the bench because this other coach took another position. Um, you know, so, like, I'm sure they just kind of, you know, just pushed it along. But when he's not doing the correct things, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're you're putting you yourself in a bad position from an organizational point of view, um, you know, to expose, you know, the kids to a, a, a not a good person slash coach, and never mind, you know, all these things that we have to jump through, like the safe sport and the certifications, that's to weed these people out. Right. So, I mean, what are you what are you doing? Showing photos on your phone? It's like yeah. <laughs> it just you, you take we take these safe sport uh, things, and I'm like, who does this stuff? But I guess it happens. That's why they yeah. have to have it in place. Yes, I kind guess so. Joke, but I mean, so no, I would say uh, you weren't wrong, and you're not the bad guy. You know, you're trying to like do the right thing by the group and by your your son or daughter it's just like you have you know that responsibility as a parent and you're trying to like tiptoe around it but ultimately this person's in the wrong and the organization's in the wrong right yeah that's what it comes down to the coach and the organization's definitely in the wrong obviously i don't know um you know if you needed to uh, and i'm sure they voiced their opinion with the, the organization multiple times and, and and the frustration was there and that's why they you know um a whole parent um, or not a whole parent reached out to USA hockey. Right. But uh, you were just trying to, you know, you're concerned about your kids and, 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 and the other kids that he's 
influencing it as a coach. I would, you know, these kids, I'll, I'll, I'm going to spin this a little bit positive. All these kids being probably 12 years old, they're going to look back in 10 years and they're going to be like, remember that cycle that we had as a coach? Like when they're sitting around telling war stories around the campfire one night and they're going to get a good laugh at it. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the, uh, say present though, it's. Oh, in the present, it's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to put a BY positive spin on it. Like <laughs> the ultimate know, optimist, the ultimate <laughs> optimist, like in, in, in 15 years, like that, whatever, 40 years, like these teammates going to run into each other and be like, remember that psycho we had as a coach? Like, Jesus, like the, they're going to probably like, going to want to see those pictures again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's crazy. I know. Crazy. The organization's got to clean it up and get it together, and they're going to end up getting punished for it. But I'll tell you one thing: that administrative job, I've been, you know, a part of it. I, like I said, I had to run organizations, things like that. They redline you; you're not allowed to play in tournaments. I mean, our guys—they won't even let us on the bench and things like that. If if we're not up to, um, you know, our USA Hockey certifications and our safe sport, sitting through those modules and things like that, like it can be as a coach very, very painful, like you said. Um, but clearly it's um it's a necessity when you're dealing with some of these lunatics out here that that you know just don't have a clue yeah just clean it up do it for the right reasons get your stuff done even though it's painful um you know somewhat of a money grab but but that's from an organizational perspective right like and that's the hard thing uh, this this challenges like the this challenges like that that happen all the time right where a coach leaves or, or things like that and like you know, unfortunately, like, you know, that was part of my job, right, is finding coaches. And if you were put in a predicament like this, like a lot of times it fell on your shoulders to yeah. either find a coach that was quality and had his certifications and was not a raging lunatic or like you had to step in and do it. Yep. Like you had to step up and maybe it means coaching a second team or a third team or maybe it's your only team, but you know, from that administrative job, that's what you got to do. You got to step it up because you just lost more or less an entire team full of kids. Like nobody's coming back. Right. And so now like, the entire organization is going to get punished because of it. Yeah. So like really to the answer, the the real question, um, you're not an a-hole parent. Right. Right. Correct. <laughs> no word of a lie. No, yeah. True story. True story. You're not an a-hole. <laughs> uh, all right, Mots, let's uh, – oh, we already talked about these guys a little bit, but I'll do it again. TSR Hockey, um, we talked about them and Sparks hooking up, but uh, hit them up. They're up in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, where you can stock up on all your equipment needs for the remainder of the season. I know, guys, you know, camps are coming up, there's spring tournaments and things like that, though we discourage a lot of it. Um, the good thing about TSR, too, they have – lacrosse stuff they 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 have others um other things up at the up at the stores up there so make sure you uh you hit those guys up they start they stock all team apparel ccm bauer everything in house embroidering and printing you can reach the team store 603-912-5970 ask for micah dave they'll take care of you um make sure i know you know now's the time of year where the equipment's fittings and things like that are taking place. Make sure those guys, you hit those guys up. They'll come, they'll come out, fit your team. Make sure uniforms are looking fresh as well as, uh, you know, the the swag game, the sweatsuits, the hoodies, all that type of stuff. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store. 
and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. You can also visit TSRHockey.com for all your shopping needs. And make sure when you're in the store or you give them a call, you tell them the Rink Shrinks sent you. Yeah, they agree. I'm, I love that they hooked up with Sparks. Again, like we talked about them a little earlier, you know, just like uh, combining two uh, two great people, you know, good companies. And it's really the benefit of, you know, the hockey parent, um, you know, in the hockey community. So, yeah, check, make sure you check them out at TSRHockey.com. That swag is what, you know, all the kids love. So make sure you check out their, uh, their inventory. They have everything you need up there. You know I love the swag too. I know you do. I know, <laughs> you know you I do. love the swag. Um, uh, we got this one here. Uh, our small town will have enough for two U nine teams next year. Talent will be split up to try to make two even teams that will compete against each other with the rest of the league. What's better for practice? Practice with both teams together and use the full ice, or split the ice, and the teams practice independently. I see the pros and cons to both sides, and would love to hear your thoughts. That's, That's a good, good question. Stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no. good stuff. Um, you know, I would say a little bit of a combination of both, right? If you have some, um, you know, the, the talent being kind of equally split, I would like to see, especially at that age group, a lot of station work, get as many coaches out there as you can. If you can get four or five coaches, get those kids, um, you know, coached up, get them in, the, in, in those four or five different stations, working on multiple different skills, getting the small area games where they're competing against each other um, at both ends of the ice, I think is, is super important and very, very beneficial. Um, you know, if there's certain things that when you do split up into the games and you need to work on some team situational type of stuff, obviously I think there's some benefit to that as well. So similar to, you know, the question, you know, I, I definitely see the pros and cons of, of both sides of it. Um, that's how I would probably manage things um, if it was if it was me in that situation. Yeah, I think if you're splitting them up to to keep the talent kind of level, um, you know, you combine. Uh, no, it's not like there's a top team and a lower team, and like you know, there's like a little say dissension, right? right? So I mm-hmm. think you know, w- with equaling out the the talent across the two teams, no problem combining. Uh, you can run some good full ice drills, you know, get them moving like the neutral zone progressions, you know, like for, you know, just passing and skating and shooting. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, when you want to get into a little team specific, um, I think. And the other thing is, you know, thinking about it, you could even just break forwards and D. 100%. You know? yep. Yeah, with all the, all the kids. And um, you can work on the, the stuff that we talk about, you know, with our camps and stuff and, the D specific reps and those situational tendencies, you know, take the D down one end, do, do some retrievals, you know, to a breakout pass to a point try. You can like wrap it all together just for the D. I think that would be beneficial if you're going to do the full ice, um, you know, as long as like the coaching staffs are kind of like uh, talking to one another and, you know, figuring it out and everyone's pulling in the right direction. I think that's be very beneficial to all the kids at that age. Right. And if you have a couple coaches that are both, you know, that are all qualified or maybe it's two guys that are kind of the two head coaches collaborate, talk to each other, say, all right, you know, we're going to do these different types of stations tonight. Like you said, splitting up D and forwards, obviously it's a long season. So you're going to be able to work on so many different things, but you have, you know, one or two guys kind of come up with the plan and then you have your assistant coaches that maybe you know hopefully on old cool crazy hockey dad <laughs> assistant o- coaches. OSACs? OSACs. Um, <laughs> that's a new one for me 
Yeah. Oh, hopefully they're not OSACs, but at least they can run a station and say, hey, you're going to focus on whatever, um, whatever the skill of the night may be, right? Maybe it's a skating station. Maybe it's a, a, a stick handling, passing, all those different progressions. Obviously, USA Hockey puts out a ton of stuff. And there's a lot of other, um, you know, coaching sites that you can pay kind of short money to to become members of and, and you know, come up with some different drills and practice plans and things like that, which I think are, are very valuable to have a plan heading into your practices. Yeah. We should put something out. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Got a thousand drills in my head. Just going to put them on paper. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> that, of other that's things gonna be up in that head one. too. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of other things. <laughs> All right. Um, Next one here, Hockey Dad Pod. That's the best Hockey Dad Pod ever. This guy's fired up. You guys are great. This is our last ride. My son, Eddie, started playing hockey when he was 13 years old, even though it's kind of late. Lol. Uh, LOL. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Actually, it was perfect. Awesome. We started at our local rink uh, where Eddie joined his first club team. He was coached by a gentleman named Owen Ritter. He was a retired NYPD cop and was now coaching his grandson as well. Owen didn't coach on skates. That's old school. <laughs> it is old school. That's old school assistant coach type stuff right there. Um, Owen didn't coach on skates. I don't really know why, but I asked if I could help with drills and positions. Owen kept the boys well motivated and made the lines. In the two sessions, we were able to win a house league championship. Coach Owen took a liking to Eddie and would send him text messages throughout the year to inspire him and help him with his overall game and mental attitude. In return, he helped Eddie progress and took a great liking to the game of hockey. With Eddie's first game, he scored on one of his very first shifts, and he was instantly hooked. Eddie um, eventually moved on to play midget hockey. He then played for his JV high school team and then varsity for Farrell uh, High School on Staten Island, not far from the Jersey Shore. Lull. <laughs> <laughs> With all this said, I just wanted to highlight Coach Owen. All right, so it's not really a question. Um, for what he did for, for my son, as I sit here in my car about to watch his last travel game, it's bittersweet. Eddie will be going into college and trying out for a club hockey team. Without Owen, um, this wouldn't be possible. Thank you, Coach Eddie Britton. That's good stuff. Um, That's great stuff. I love Jersey uh, getting a little shout-out, too. Yeah, yeah. Jersey's in the mix. Um, No, that's really nice uh, of Big Eddie to talk, you know, number one about his his son's, you know, kind of path and, you know, his – kind of like how he got into the game a little late, you know, at 13 years old. But, you know, Coach Ritter, Owen Ritter is, you know, an influence. And, like, we look back or people ask me, you know, I had some really big influences. You know, just because you played at higher levels doesn't matter. You still had an influence of, you know, someone who, you know, coached you, you know, encouraged you, believed in you. And that's like what it's all about. So that's so great. And I'm really glad that, you know, you, uh, you wrote in, uh, Eddie and, you know, talked about Eddie and, and coach Ritter. So that's, uh, that's, you know, I'm sure that he is, uh, you know, will appreciate, you know, the shout out. My, my only thing is, you know, what I did with some of my coaches, I would write a letter to them and, 
uh, thank him. So if, yeah. if you're looking for a little advice for young Eddie to uh, show his appreciation to Coach Ritter, that's a handwritten letter to to him. That would be uh, you know pretty cool to get as a coach, uh, in my opinion, at this stage. But that's what I did when I was younger. Oh, that's awesome. That's great advice. And uh, shout out to Owen Ritter, obviously being a retired NYPD cop. This, um, you know, that's just a great message. And it's, you know, good luck to Eddie and trying out to for club hockey and moving on. And hopefully, you know, you know, as a hockey dad, maybe someday you come back and kind of pay it forward or, or uh, that might not be the, you know, pay it back a little bit, right? Maybe yeah. you get involved in coaching as your kids are all getting older and help out some of the, the the youth hockey players and stuff. I think that's the greatest thing about this game is, you know, when you see guys whose kids may have progressed and gotten older and, and, and you know, get back involved in the game and giving back to the to the youth of America or uh, Canada or wherever you may be playing hockey. So I think that's awesome. And shout out like to Trevor, Trevor Daly talking about that, right? You know, right. He owes everything to the game and he doesn't, you know, he – wants to give back as much as he can. And, you know, it's very similar to this situation with Eddie. No, it's great. And also shout out to the NYPD and uh, NYFD. They have their big game coming up, which will be at the uh, on the island. Uh, that's coming up. And and I think Chicklets and those guys are, are yeah, going to be live it. broadcasting and everything. I think that takes place on April 15th or 16th. I'm sure Jersey Shore would know. Yeah. Um but that's uh you know shout out to those guys that was I, I didn't I haven't got a chance to watch the kind of behind the scenes YouTube thing that they did but I've played against a bunch of those guys and uh to say it's going to be a competitive hockey game is an understatement <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a full on war yeah they they've done a lot of um I've seen some of it uh interviews and whatnot yeah yeah there's a lot of really good players that are on you know the job both sides so right it's gonna be uh very competitive and you know it's bragging rights plus just that competitive edge to win um and there's a lot on the line so i'll be tuning in for that no sure. be, and and those guys on the call will be absolutely hilarious maybe we can see if we can uh call in and talk some trash a little bit i know they got gretzky coming on after like the first period we'll see if the what they got for the you know what does he between. know about the game right? yeah we'll see what they got you know if they if they need a spot between the second and the third you know there you go <laughs> <laughs> um well Mots, it's the off season right now we talked about getting outside playing you know street hockey roller hockey i know my kids are going to be doing a lot of it and i hit up franklin sports the official street hockey partner of the national hockey league Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsportstock.com today. Obviously, uh, they have a lot of things, mods, a lot of different training tools, things, um, you know, shooting targets, you name it, uh, that'll help you improve your game, right? Get the kids outside, get them banging pucks, uh, get them working on their mitts. All that stuff is, you know, while there's a the little bit of downtime, it's a great time to play other sports to play baseball, to play lacrosse. But if you can, you know, stay sharp and work on those hands, like you can, you can make big games and big gains. I'm sorry. And uh, Franklin sports with all their training equipment will help you along the way. Yeah. Not only with the, uh, the training equipment and getting in the driveway, doing the driveway drills and working on your craft and your game. Um, you know, they have plenty of other, um, you know, uh, equipment to offer you know especially like batting gloves right now for, oh yeah uh baseball season i know uh your boys and my son were looking online and you know they like the swag man like i'm like well you know v- vladdy guerrero didn't wear any batting gloves. 
and he could hit the ball. Dude, um, he could hit it. He yeah. swung for the fences. <laughs> he swung out of his shoes every single time. I remember one time he hit a home run. Out. It was like cricket. You know, like it, it bounced in and he still hit it out. Yeah. I was like, look at that. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah, Franklin Sports, not only your uh, you know, official NHL street hockey partner, but also, um, you know, plenty of stuff for the, the spring and summertime, you know, backyard games and whatnot. So make sure you check them out at franklinsports.com. Don't be a backyard loser. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Another uh, chance. All right. I think we got a couple more here before we wrap. Let's get into them. Uh, our son is a triple A Pee Wee 2011 goalie and is one of the top in New Jersey. Uh, he is also he is also one of his age group's top baseball players. Each of his coaches are pushing him to focus year round on each of their sports, and we are dead against it as he loves playing both. At what age do you feel one or the other has to be selected? Uh, and that's from a New Jersey coach. Well, I think it's unfair to put, you know, you as a parent and your son into that position, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, we talk about it a lot where, um, you know, the, the organizations can re- uh, offer more, require more, say, dedication so they can charge more. But ultimately, O eleven is a young i say oh 11 and i get made fun of all the time but no way you say that yeah i do <laughs> stop yeah oh 11 <laughs> so uh i get uh yeah so an 11 goalie <laughs> that is an athlete number one if you're good, good baseball player good goalie and goalies are you know one of the most important positions you do have to work at that you know the goal uh, i always said this to uh my younger goalies the goal's not moving. There's, you know, a crease painted. You should always know where you are. So you work on your technique. You work on your, say, rebound control and whatnot. So it does take a little time to understand certain things. But, you know, you can still supplement that during baseball season or in the off season of hockey. Yeah. Baseball, the year-round, I disagree. You know, you're in New Jersey. Mike Trout's from New Jersey. Right? Mm-hmm. He played other sports. Um, I disagree with what both organizations are doing. So I really do feel that as difficult as it may be to have these conversations, you, you hold your ground and be like, no, my son is playing, you know, whatever season it is. Right. Right. So. And continue to supplement. Like you said, like you can still go and, you know, hit the cages find a gym inside a turf field you know there's so many of these if he's if he's a high-end baseball player let's just say during the hockey season you can still be throwing and doing things like that during the season to keep your arm going and 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 whatever it is right but like there's no need you know what i mean and then same thing like i mean i was just at a, a, a you know you've been watching it too much right prep school baseball games like you know, look into going to prep schools, right? You're in that New Jersey area. There's a thousand of them. There's so many of those kids. They encourage you to play multiple sports. Um, you know, there's kids, uh, uh, you know, on all these teams that are really good hockey players, really good basketball players, real, and, and they're really good baseball players as, as well. If you don't have to make a decision, ride it out. Enjoy your four years of, of, of high school and go from there. I mean, there's a goalie at the – um, you know, Nobles in Greeno this past year was invited to the national development program. And, you know, but he's a great lacrosse player as well. 
and he ended up denying the national development program because he wants to play, um, you know, lacrosse as well. You know, he's a, he's a multi-sport athlete and you know what? The kid's still a superb goaltender as well. And and he's going to end up in a great college playing, you know, whatever he ends up playing. Yeah. And, you know, a few episodes ago, I talked about a player that I had uh, growing yep. as he was yeah. coming up and, you know, he was a goaltender. So this is very, um, you know, appropriate. He was a goaltender, was a big kid, started growing even more. Was a good baseball player. Dad played minor league ball, and you know he balanced both. But the commitment was not hey year round on either. Right. Even though he could supplement in the winter with the, the swings, and then working on some movements for hockey in the summer. And Moss, what is every what is every goalie as they start to get older do before every game? They play against the wall. Like, they play like against the wall. They they work on their hand eye coordination and stuff like that. Like what is yeah? No, it's, what it's, is it's, like what is baseball doing? Like nothing other than you know. See but the ball, but you're the working. Ball. But you're working. You know, as a as that goalie, like you're working on your hand eye coordination by playing baseball and things like that, right? Yeah, and and the dad mentioned. I mentioned this before. He really felt that being a hockey goalie allowed him to be a better baseball player. Because of you know the stretch, he plays first, so the stretch, mm-hmm. you know that eye hand stuff. Like he's he's watching the ball, you know, or the puck come into his glove, like you know whatever. Like he he's just a good baseball, but he's gonna play D one baseball. But I honestly think he could have played D one hockey and D one baseball. Right. You know that's how, and this is you know obviously an O eleven goalie <laughs> is two thousand eleven. Oh, two thousand eleven. Yeah, just. As far as a younger, you know, player, you don't want to be sport specific that early. So, no, just that, that Jack Fitzgerald is a great example. He's going to Dayton to play D one baseball, but wasn't a really, really good goaltender and worked at the position, and it helped him be a better baseball player. So, whatever sport you uh, ultimately end up deciding to play, um, one's going to benefit the other. Right, and there's gonna be a time, right, when when you kind of a, you're gonna figure out, all right, he's better at baseball, or he's mm-hmm. better at hockey, right? So like you can make that decision, right? But it's not now. It's not now. Trust me. No, and it's, like it's too early. Half these kids aren't even hitting puberty yet at at o eleven, as Mots likes to call it. <laughs> in in this situation, in this example. You know, he's a senior in high school, and he still played both. So Right. That's great. I just don't think that you have to decide. And if they force you to decide, you find another organization that allows you to, you know, be an athlete first and then play a sport uh, during that season. Definitely. Definitely. Um, great. Another another good oh, question. Really good, Obviously, yeah. you know, another shout-out to Jersey Shore. Uh, <laughs> being in a lot of talent coming from the Jersey area, Mott's. Uh, you were down there, and, yeah. and obviously, you know, you got some roots down in that area. Yeah, dirty jurors. I um, <laughs> I loved it down there. I mean, if I'd resigned, I probably wouldn't be back here in Boston area because it was that nice. We were part of the community, and it's kind of funny. You know, Jersey does get a bad rap, you know, for some of the Jersey Shore, the MTV thing that, you know, was kind of a joke. And then, you know, you see the Meadowlands and stuff. But if you follow that train line out, uh, there's some beautiful, beautiful towns, and 
uh, met a lot of great people down there. So appreciate you tuning in, New Jersey coach. Uh, good stuff. All right, Mons. Now it's time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Uh, this fall, my son is moving from a community team to a private league one. This means that for the first time in over a decade, I won't be coaching one of my kids' teams. Any advice for a former coach, soon-to-be stands guy? Chris in Lethbridge, that's from. That's a great question for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Obviously, MyHockeyRankings.com, Mott's. Um, you know, they're great to us and another great partner of ours. Uh, but what do you think about that? I, I you know, I, I, I would love say, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's an appropriate, you know, question, you know, if just to have, you know, some feedback from, you know, a few guys, but I would ever on the side of standing by yourself to start. Definitely. Um, you know, you, you being a just, positive influence. Yeah. But just, biting your tongue to the point where i mean i have a tough time sometimes like i stand next to my wife and i you know you, you are a coach you're used to having some influence. it's funny because every time i've walked into a rink and you've been with her you've been in one corner and she's been in the other <laughs> well that's why <laughs> so I, I was gonna get to that <laughs> so uh i love watching and you know but like that coach instinct and that you know you know belly kind of you know coach comes out but you just keep it internal um because you always feel like you want to have a you know influence on the game with the kids when you're coaching you know being able to you know you, you could be saying stuff under your breath whatever and or like thinking about something that you would like to say or see an adjustment or whatever but you just have to take a breath enjoy and just enjoy enjoy the game and it does take a little bit of an adjustment to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, going from behind the bench to being a spectator, because if you're around other people, it's always going to be negative. In my opinion, like someone's always going to have something to say. So don't let that cloud. you. just, you know, watch the game. Enjoy, enjoy your son's, uh, you know, um, play and path and play. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. And, and, and almost just take a step back and know that it's a step back. And uh, just enjoy. But I would, I would, I would say the same thing, Mots. Like you said, you know, go drop your kid off at the rink an hour before the game. Now it's he's no longer your problem. The locker room's no longer your problem. You can go down the, you know, the the street to the local establishment. Maybe have an appetizer or a cocktail with the with the wife or a couple of the parents. So you kind of, you know like that responsibility it's almost like a little bit of a you know a breath of fresh air like the press the pressure is off of you and then like you said once you get to the game sit there enjoy it watch it you know if you want to talk to your son about the game after it like you can maybe bring up a couple points in the car but make sure it's a lot of positive and you know you're not like coaching him from the car ride home well it's tough and again that's tough because that's something you would want to be doing or helping, you know, throughout. But when the game's over, I would say allow your son to come to you. Yep. To start. And, you know, that's kind of Remember, coach is coach, play is play. Yeah. And parents watch. And support. And that's all you are now. Yeah. That's no, all I, you are now. But going back to standing with my wife, she was just <laughs> like, you know, because I was – 
you know, like saying stuff, but it was just me and her, right? But like, I'm like, oh, you know, and I was animated, not animated, but like just yeah, talking under your breath. I know, yeah, who you are. A, and she's like, seriously? I'm like, well, did you see that? And she's like, no, like, so <laughs> that's why we don't stand with one another <laughs> consistently. Uh, we do at times, but uh, I've gotten better, so I appreciate the uh, the show, Chris, because it does. It is a change, and um, you just have to be aware of, you know, who you are now. And, um, you know, you're not the coach. You just got to take a breath. All right. No, it's a good question, especially uh, – it's definitely not an easy transition, right? It's definitely not an e- easy transition. But just enjoy it and, you know, just just provide some, you know, that positive reinforcement when your kid – gets out of the locker room, gets in the car, and, and make it a, a, a good, fun, positive experience and make sure he's enjoying it, right? Yep. And um, oh, actually, B.Y., what about um, – I know you're uh, you're trying to get in shape here. You know, I, former, Dude. Former guest, Sean Skahan from the Minnesota Wild, strength yeah. coach. Are, are you getting some, uh, Dude, some help? So he emailed me a, a workout plan. I had him send it to you too just to see if you want to, you know, yeah. maybe – I think it went, like, it went to my junk. Yeah. No, no, no. I made sure it, it, the delivery <laughs> receipt was on. So, um, but yeah, Sean sent me a little workout plan. I'm trying to get my swole on in the gym. You know what I mean? I told him we talked about it. I'm like, listen, you know, like I've done enough hang cleans and snatches and all that holds. Like I'm all set with that, but I want to, you know, hit the buys, hit the tries. I want to be able to walk around with, you know, a shirt off at the beach this summer and not uh, be embarrassed. You know what I yeah. mean? So without someone throwing up in their mouth, yeah. I want just a tank top. A you, tank. Well, that's the you, thing. You I got to build a tank top guy. Well, I got to build up the shoulders. That's the whole thing. You know what I mean? So that's what I said. I want to, you know, get the upper body going. I'll mix in some air squats. I actually, uh, you know, I was working out today. I, I threw, um, some very small plates, we'll say that on the bar, and did mix in a couple squats Whoa. and uh, just doing yeah. a little extra. But yeah, it's good for you. I feel good, Mots. I feel like, you know, I'm working out. And, um, you know, just to shout out to Sean uh, as well, he's got a podcast, Mots. He's, uh, we, we got to get on there and chat with him because obviously it was a great conversation with him and it'd be fun for him to uh, steer the bus. So I want to shout out his podcast, which is the Total Hockey Training Podcast. So any of you, you know, young hockey players out there or coaches uh, that are listening, like tune into Sean. He's got a ton of insight. Uh, you know, he's been at BC, at BU, won a cup with the Anaheim Ducks with the Minnesota Wild. He's you know, been with for the last several years, and now he's uh, he's kind of doing his own thing and uh, enjoying watching his son uh, Will play at the uh, the U.S. Under-17 team right now. So, like I said, the uh, Total Hockey Training Podcast, a uh, lot of insight. So, shout out to Sean. And, you know, maybe next, like, I would say probably not next episode, but Let's say mid-May. I might even be sitting here with no shirt on, no way. doing the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else will, but yeah, thank God it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone <laughs> should be listening. I mean, we could clip. Uh, yeah, let, let's do that. Let, let's make a little. Um... All right. So you say just one month, like you know, like mid mid-May. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah, but I'm going to feel better about myself and and, and feel a little bit uh, <laughs> podcast <laughs> pod, <laughs> podcast a podcast. Alan just said. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. God. Uh, um, yeah. Well, you know, again, shout out to Sean Scahan. I, I will not be doing this podcast with no shirt on. Uh, and, and I'll try true. to keep as much clothing on as possible at all times. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to be a little bit more confident. I think I'm going to feel a lot better standing over the golf ball, too. Like, I'm like, I'm going to feel stronger. Yeah. I might, I might even be out driving you this summer. Yeah, you already do. Yeah. So maybe by a little bit more. No, I meant with like my five iron. Oh, <laughs> and you got the driver in your hand. Yeah. Oh, that's Keith. To... Keith said he played golf with uh, Dustin Johnson. Keith hits it pretty far. You played with him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he had like a seven wood and put it like 150 yards in front of my driver. I'm like, oh, yeah. a, like what a the, difference. Those guys are different animals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to Sean. And like I said, the total hockey training podcast, uh, good stuff. And we'll be getting on there soon. We just got to carve out some time and a day to, uh, to get that set up. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. It, you know, it's all good information and like we, we kind of touch on a lot of this stuff, but he's an expert in his field and, uh, make sure you check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, some great questions this week in the mailbag. Um, I know, you know, you talked about the Bruins real quick, but I'm looking forward to the playoffs starting up. There's nothing better than playoff hockey. Uh, exciting times. Obviously, the bees are buzzing, but there's a lot of teams. And I was talking to somebody today. They're like, "You think the Bruins can can do it?" And I'm like, "I really do. They 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 look so good, but it's just playoff hockey. Like anything can happen, right?" Yeah, I mean, they're playing great. They're constructed well. They're deep. You know, from the goaltending to the back end, um, you know they're getting balanced scoring. It's not just one line. Mm-hmm. So matchups are going to be are going to be difficult because they're going to have home ice all the way through the Stanley Cup. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Number one, you know, for the bees, but just to see the the level of play in playoff hockey is so fun. And then even like the last few days here, coming down to see who gets in in the East. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, oh, dude, you know. you know what I just thought of? Like last night, I was I was watching that game that you were at, and they had like the jersey off the back. Uh, yeah, imagine you won one; that would have been hilarious. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's funny. My my buddy sent me this uh, little montage. Uh, you know, Jim Murphy. He was a very good friend. He he's uh, he oh passed, yeah, and, yep, yep. And he was a um, you know an editor at at. Uh, it was WBZ Sports, mm-hmm. and you know he sent me, and I, I had just pulled it up, and it was going through, and I I was part of that with the Bruins, the last regular season game, and this kid must have been so disappointed that to get poor my kid. <laughs> He's like, he opens it up, he's like, oh, oh who's this God. clown? Mateo, Mateo, Mohav, was that an age? Mateo. So uh, no, it was cool. They did that last night. They were throwing like uh, little rubber pucks up into the stands. The girls were trying to catch some, and there were a couple of loser dudes that like elbowed a couple of my girls to try and get one of these pucks. I'm like, guys, you know, oh my god! You know, I, I just hey, and then I just looked down and they're like, oh, got it. 
They went out. Yeah. The, yeah. I have the message. Yeah. I have the message. You just uh, don't do that. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, I saw another video a of, a, of a guy. I think it was the same game. He like almost dropped his like three-year-old kid to get like, like a t-shirt. Yeah. It's like, well, what are we doing here? You're, you're a grown man. Like, never mind. You're wearing a Jersey to the Bruins game, but now you're like dropping your three-year-old to get a, you know, a, a t-shirt that says whatever Eastern bank on it or something with the Bruins logo, like cut the crap. Yeah. Uh, well, Mott's good episode. Yeah, uh, it was good to be back. Voice is still a little raspy, nah, but um, great. I'm like Adele on tour. I got, you know, honey going with the tea. Like, you know, I'm really trying to massage the, the, the glands. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you kind of have a diva. So it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Well, thanks again to everybody that sent in the questions. Obviously, keep those things coming. We got a couple guests lined up for um, you know the next few weeks here, but we'll uh, we'll be back on the mailbag in in two weeks. Uh, so make sure you're hitting us up with those questions. Um, Brinkshrinks at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail three four seven six shrink again three four seven six seven four seven four six five. Uh, on the Instagram, obviously, we love the interactions, but keep hitting us up at the Rink Shrinks or at Twitter uh, at Rink Shrinks. We, uh, you know, again, we we can't thank everybody enough for uh, keeping interacting with us, sending in those questions, sending us those videos. Uh, it, it's great, great stuff, right? Uh, really good. It kind of what makes the show really. It is. We've, we've had um, some really good questions you know kind of situations that we can respond to and hopefully help the person that sent it in and as well as you know future people who are, are tuning in and maybe they can um you know kind of react a different way or um kind of handle a situation appropriately you know and again it's our opinions but you know just it's good to have a conversation but that's what um makes this great because people are are you know engaged and tuned in and sending in some uh some situations that need some help yeah, no, and uh, thank you to the sponsors, Sparks Hockey, TSR Hockey, Franklin Sports, and, of course, my hockey rankings. Mots, any plans for Marathon Monday? Uh, no. I mean, I used to, you know, always just you you know, used to have a day. Let, let it rip. Um, <laughs> but no, not, nothing, nothing. No crazy. plans for the socks or anything? Guess the bullpen jacket going? It's great to get a little sunshine here in Massachusetts. Yeah, the, the weather's turning. Hopefully it stays. I think Friday's going to be 80-plus. Yeah, they said maybe Thursday, Friday, both going to be really nice. Um, but I was figuring, like, with you working out and stuff, uh, you might be running. Well, that was the plan after last year's marathon, but then I went for, like, a four-mile run, and I'm like, yeah, this body can't take that. Yeah. But yeah. now that I'm – no. I'm, the, the, yeah, all set. the marathon is not in my future, but I do have a couple friends that I that – I work with and buddies that are are running and taking place. So good luck to them. Um, it's going to be a blast to, you know, I'll be, I'll be working on that day. So it'll be fun to see those guys uh, crawling by me when they get to <laughs> Cleveland circle yeah. and, uh, and, and busting their, their chops a little bit. But I think that's a wrap. Uh, time to cue the ring shrink shuffle Jersey. Yeah.